U-N-I-T-Y. Queen Latifah sang this back in 1993. This episode spotlights Black History Month. The focus of the observance is to celebrate the African-American diaspora. That is, the dispersion of any people from their original homeland and African-American history. To commemorate the occasion, our host, Sandra Jones, presents her thoughts and emotions on the Black experience and unity in an oral poetic performance. I am not my ancestors. I am not my ancestors. I will not cower in the light of day, nor creep about in the dark of night, intimidated by shadows of the past. I will not engage in back and forth as your tongue lifts and falls, spewing lies against truth. Lips pursed, I will not follow a path that denies my existence or pretend that you mean me no harm. We are not our ancestors who endured pain at the hand of the master and overseers, but descendants of the civil rights movement whose endless marching will not be in vain. They paved the way for us to continue the story, our story. We may not eviscerate hatred at its core or violence against black and brown, but we will extinguish its flame or, at the very least, make it difficult to stay lit. You are not your ancestors investing in the lie. Their biggest mistake, however, was not in educating us, but failing to comprehend the magnitude of what education can do, empower, strengthen, fuel, the hunger it would create, an infusion of determination, a preponderance of we shall overcome. And, as the President stated eloquently, our whole souls are in this. No, we are not our ancestors, acquiescing. But we stand on their shoulders as we, like John Lewis, get in good trouble and proclaim in one voice that this land is indeed our land. Natives, immigrants, birthers, all inherited a nation that will forever be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Not just a select few, but all are welcome in this place, not said with tongue-in-cheek or quoted when it benefits you, but boldly, proudly, reverently, because we are not our ancestors, and God willing, we will not tolerate being treated or demeaned as if less than human beings. No, I am not my ancestors, but I walk this path, live my dreams, and embrace my experiences as they carry me far beyond what others apportioned me. Greetings, listeners. February is the essence of Black History celebrations. For 28 days, that's 29 if it's a leap year, we share with the world the accomplishments of African Americans. Did you know that Carter G. Woodson, a.k.a. the father of Black history, 
actually proposed and launched the celebration originally known as Negro History Week back in 1926. In 1976, the celebration was renamed Black History Month. For some, it seems ironic that the the shortest month of the year was selected. However, it was selected in honor of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass's birthday. Of note, Woodson was a historian, an author, and the founder for the study of American, African-American life and history. He was the editor of the Journal of Negro History, A Century of Negro Migration, and the author of The Miseducation of the Negro. He was the second African-American recipient of a Harvard Ph.D., W.E.B. Du Bois, an American sociologist, historian, civil rights activist, and pan-Africanist. That is, one who believes or is a believer that people of African descent have common interest and should be unified. He was an author, a writer, and an editor. Some of his best-known writings include Souls of Black Folks, Black Reconstruction, and The Crisis. U-N-I-T-Y, Unity. While the lyrics of the song may get explicit, it's the word I'm emphasizing, the word unity. This is the biggest need for 2021. The second is a return to normalcy. Why do I bring this up in a conversation about Black History Month as a subtopic? For a number of us, January 20th inserted the word hope back into our vocabulary. Please don't tune out. This is not a political rant. Rather, it is a bridge for the significance of the season. You see, Black people have been holding our breath, praying for hope and equality for centuries. Yes, centuries. Our ancestors could observe the lives of the master or plantation owners see the day and night differences in what they owned, juxtaposed to their little to nothing belongings, and they knew that there's more to life. Sure, there are affluent Black athletes, actors, and business owners, a list comprised of those who had a leg up and those who scraped and clawed their way up. It should be stated that We are not the only minority or religious group to experience discrimination. Here, in this moment, we're talking about Black lives, Black people, Black facts. The pandemic revealed what we in the community already knew. Social injustice, disparities in health care, and not to mention the number of Karens emboldened by the ever-growing misconception of privilege in this country. Blatant disregard, a poo-pooing of what we've experienced, and some continue to experience. 
Discussions about what is acceptable behavior when one is approached by law enforcement that occur at white dinner tables or on an extended car trip are miles away from the way black and other minorities navigate the conversation. I came across the following message, if you will, and thought it was quite appropriate for the times. The time to correct a mistake is before it's made. The causes of the mistake are first, I don't know. Second, I didn't think. Third, I didn't care. And that's by Henry H. Buckley. Yes, we know that prejudice and other social irregularities exist, and like the old adage, we see it, yet don't see it. You know what I mean. Ignoring the significant and imminent risk when it is not happening to you, around you. Therefore, it's not concerned to you. Millions of people choose to ignore the bad and accept the parts that work for them. That does not promote or equate to achieving the greater good. We live in a culture that accepts the use of derogatory terms against blacks, Jews, gays, Chinese, you name it. At times, it may be considered entertainment or slang. Still, it's wrong. The use of the N-word is not acceptable at any time for other races, nor should it be okay for African-American use. Because you are black does not change the fact that it's derogatory. Last week, A very talented country music star, Morgan Wallen, was caught on video using the N-word. While he later apologized for a lapse in judgment, he pretty much lost his livelihood. Everything. His record label suspended his contract. His music is no longer streaming on certain platforms and radio stations. Perpetrators proffer an apology in a concerted effort to walk back comments to get back to the moment before the statement. Nah, buddy. Too little, too late. That's not how this works. I can't unhear or unsee what you said or did. The sting of penalty must wound as the action or words. Now, I'm not saying it's an eye for an eye situation. But the lesson must be learned, be felt so that significant that it's fully thought through before using in the future. In other words, the outcome is changed forever, not until the hoopla dies down. This is 2021, folks, and we must change and strive to make this world a better place for our neighbors, brothers, sisters, and, in my naivete, mend the world. We're never going to agree 100%, but some things must go. Hate on sight, perceived expectations regarding skin color or nationality, sexual preference and disabilities are not acceptable. 
good trouble is here to stay. Not the malicious violence that some attempted last year. The movement that strongly affirms that Black Lives Matter is real. There's no need to state that all lives matter because we know that. You know that. So let's not deflect. You understand fully what we're saying. Black folks did not ask to come to America. We were not willing immigrants. Typically, the response to that is go back home or go back to Africa. And it is as unacceptable as the N-word. Because now this is our home. And by God, we deserve the amenities, the jobs for which our talents and education place on our path for consideration and business opportunities. But most importantly, the R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. Celebrating Black History Month places emphasis on those who might otherwise be ignored. Patrice Cullors, the executive director and co-founder of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, wrote, Abolition starts with the premise that our lives matter. But our movement is more than three words. We are more than three words. Our march towards freedom, the one started 400 years ago, doesn't end when we matter. That's just the start. How can you as an individual do your part? Three more words. Seek to understand. African Americans are not exempt from prejudicial beliefs. Pay it forward. Help your brother, sister, friend whenever possible. Don't allow friends or family to use inflammatory or inappropriate language, even in a joke. Let them know that you don't approve. Think before you ask a Black friend or colleague to speak for Black folks. For example, what do Black people think about? We are not omnipotent. We can only speak for ourselves. Seek to understand how you would feel if the situation were reversed. You have Black friends. Therefore, you are not prejudiced. So not true. We all have innate beliefs and perceptions, and when provoked, we can go there. Don't. Let us all be kind and return to practicing the golden rule we learned in childhood. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Have a good week, everyone, and thanks for listening. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. For show notes or available resources, please visit our website at www.savorypassage.com. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or pose questions, please contact us at hello at savorypassage.com. And don't forget to send in your feedback wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time.